Podcast like a motherfucker. Welcome to Amatime Podcast, episode number 74. Joined by Casimir the Swede, as per usual. I also have a special guest, Magnus the Mountain. You've got to speak up a lot louder than that. Yeah, I mean, for somebody whose name is The Mountain, you know. Yeah, you got to have a mountainous voice. Hello, hello. <laughs> that was louder, at least. <laughs> All right, so this episode, we are going to do a bit of a tournament report because you guys both went to a tournament in Sweden. Yeah, we went to, uh, to Tag Team in, uh, in Westeros, in the Westeros kind of like central sweden i would say uh which is like a, a doubles tournament where you literally play two people on, on the same side on the same table so you're like four people standing over over the same table and you uh have half a, an army book each or half an army for different army books and then you, there's like weird rules of you can use each other's items and, and each other's generals bubbles and special rules so it all gets like really everything gets really broken basically <laughs> half an army book each so like one player controls the core and the characters and the other one controls the special and rare options right <laughs> well that would have been funny but unfortunately <laughs> not you do, you, yeah but Ma- magnus Super i hope rich. you're drinking because there's no such thing in ninth age as rare well i, I didn't know what i was gonna you know summarize because they're all called different things right like unseen arrows and the menagerie and stuff like what what's the colloquial term for all of those options that aren't special and core things that aren't special would, and core <laughs> I, I think know. you would say restricted category is, is all, all you would say but I mean you just have special that, that's what you, you know you have, yeah. you have characters core and special ah okay okay and so it's kind of like special special yeah, so, <laughs> yeah, so as, uh, as we as we may be alluding to uh, Magnus is a, a new player this was your first tournament right uh, yeah sure so uh, it's going to be interesting to get your perspective on on tournaments. And also, you kind of got dropped in at the deep end, I guess, where there's lots of broken, crazy stuff out there that you maybe don't necessarily expect when you're like a newbie coming to the table with your new toys. I would say that, yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, we're yeah, going to cover the, the tournament and talk a little bit about what sort of broken stuff came up with and... And all that kind of, all that kind of stuff. So um, I think first, we got a little piece of mail from someone. that's true <laughs> who could it be <laughs> so i mean i don't know i'm not really sure why you sent me this but uh i i opened it at work today and quickly closed it again <laughs> um and I told you in the email i sent it to you because Casimir begged me to yeah, th- yeah that's also what you put in the email so is there a story behind this aside from it being a a visual representation of what we discussed on the last episode not really actually i was just 
inspired by her. <laughs> it's, it's a great piece of artwork. Um, inspired is is certainly what you might you might describe yeah, it. But, would you Would you like to just to describe it for the listeners out there? Well, I mean, it's it's a uh, an elven prince, I suppose, <laughs> gallivanting around the coast <laughs> with his kraken hat. <laughs> being a coastal predator <laughs> <laughs> coastal slasher <laughs> so so right he's uh is it a uh, self-portrait not really no so I he's like uh, he's very stealthy right so they can't see him <laughs> so he's hiding in the water and then whenever like i don't know hot people come nearby he uh catapults out of the water with his plus two advance yeah, I'm he's, also, he's also he's also as you can see a hard target. <laughs> he's not that hard at the guess. moment. <laughs> <laughs> no, because he's out of the water. I guess <laughs> he's, he's he's halfway out, right? <laughs> yeah, is there I'm any hard target like when a, he's in the water? <laughs> I'm gonna guess it's like when the prepubescent beast herds come passing by, he just like jumps out of the water. <laughs> I think, so I think we'll 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 make this the the episode cover photo just for those of you who are wondering what the fuck we're talking about. I was gonna say <laughs> I might need to blur a part of it out, but <laughs> yeah. What are the rules on SoundCloud actually? Like, do they care? Uh, I mean, they don't care about the overshit that we do, so. Yeah, you gotta you gotta think about the people opening their SoundCloud app at work, Esmer. Oh yeah, true. <laughs> well, <laughs> does it normally come up with the picture that I put on, or does it come up with the Amazon logo? Uh, I think it depends on what app you open it in. If you actually use the SoundCloud app, then it gets the the actual picture. But if it's from like a, some other podcast reader, it's just a generic logo. Okay, so if you're interested in the picture, go onto SoundCloud specifically, and you can see what we're what we're talking about. Mount <laughs> Manus's inspired artwork about our last episode. <laughs> yeah, I was just I was just so excited because we actually had our first piece of fan art, you know? <laughs> and it's also our first dick pic. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm kind of surprised that it is the first one, to be honest. Yeah, like, me actually. too. <laughs> With with people like Tommy Tucker, who are high, who are other co- not necessarily a coastal predator, but maybe a, <laughs> a farmyard predator. A lot of firsts today. <laughs> All right, so let's get into the usual stuff. So, what have you guys been doing in the hobby? I mean, Casimir, last time we spoke to you, you were prepping for this tournament. Yeah, so I I uh, was I needed to paint like a lot of throwing weapon dudes because that's what's OP in the Vernusborn book. Uh, so I was painting like some uh, globadiers or no oh, fuck drink. It's uh, Ignify grenadiers now, and, uh, and some uh, of the uh, Shadowfur stalkers. And I managed to finish up the stalkers, but I didn't quite manage to finish all my uh, my Ignify grenadiers. So. I I finished like five out of ten or something, and the rest were just uh, kind of uh, undercoated and washed, and maybe just a couple of highlights instead of uh, completely finished. Uh, so that was kind of uh, kind of what I was uh, rushing to do, but uh, in the end, it was it was tabletop standard at least. What was the general hobby level like at this tournament? Oh, it was pretty good, right? Yeah, I think it was uh, like like always. It varies a little bit. Like some people had like really nice uh, armies, and then some were just like kind of borrowed together. 
but I think overall it was it was quite good. Like there was some really interesting and thematic uh, armies. Like of course you got uh, bonus points if you put the effort in to like theme your two lists together and stuff like that. Cool. So we have to talk about the fins, right? That was yeah, uh, exactly. Do we want to talk about one. like best painted straight away? Yeah, go for it. So there was this uh, the two guys from Finland who apparently go out to this tournament every year and do something really fun and thematic. So they brought like a big box of uh, sand, basically. So it was 30 kilos of Finnish sand, very important Finnish sand. They even brought it back because they didn't want to leave the precious Finnish sand in Sweden. <laughs> uh, so one of the sides of the box was just a plate of glass. And they had these, was it Lizardmen and High Elves? Uh, uh, yeah, I, I, I don't think either sure. of those are factions in the Ninth Age, Magnus. Oh yeah, sorry, sorry, <laughs> highborn elves. Sorry. Uh, and I think I think you need to start from the other side. That like basically their display was like a buried city. So they had yeah, a buried yeah. desert city that they had like behind their armies inside of like with a glass window, and then they put like their desert theme armies, which was some type. I, I don't know if it was Undying Dynasties or plus something because but. Because it was all chariots, but they were actually elves in the chariots. But I think he played it as Undying Dynasties. Oh, did he? And, okay. and, and then there were Sauron Ancients as well. Yeah. And then they just covered this whole city in, in the 30 kilos of sand that they brought yeah. over from Finland. So you could only see the, the top of the like the top of the spire from the tower sticking up with the sand or something. And then between every round, or rather after every round, they uh, vacuumed some of the sand out of the box. So that more of the city re- uh, was revealed, and then they placed like special models that looked like they were kind of digging. Uh, yeah, they were like and, excavating the city. Yeah, or something. exactly. So it was really so cool. W- just, was like the army in the box, or was this just like part of a display? No, no, not the entire army. They they put the army in front of the box, and then they put a few models in the sand. So it was just part of the display, kind of. Yeah, cool. That's that's like yeah, was, extra effort there. Yeah, it was yeah. really fantastic. Uh, I have to say, like you know, they didn't fly, of course. So they were like taking the the, the like uh, <laughs> thirty kilo cars from somewhere. In the car. <laughs> in the, yeah, like some cars from Finland that onto the ferry, and the ferry from Finland takes like two days to just go on the ferry as well. And then they have to take the ferry back. So this is like a big vacation. Doesn't you know? doesn't take two days. But I think you sleep for two nights. No, or, well, that's when you go back and forth. That's yeah. you go back and forth. It takes true. like ten hours. Ten hours. <laughs> true, true. But you do sleep one night at least on the ferry, yeah, yeah, even yeah. in one direction. <laughs> okay. I always go every time I've gone on the ferry. I've only gone to drink, so <laughs> <laughs> it might felt felt like you slept for two nights. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> in the bowels of a ship. No, but there were other ones as well that were really cool. Like the, the it was one that was like kind of Shrek themed or something like that. So they had like little characters representing all these different uh, people from Shrek. So it was like Shrek was on a pony with some underpants flag. He was, he was on the donkey, dude. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he was on the donkey. Okay, yeah, you're right, you're right. And then they had like you know the cat, cat pussy boots or whatever it's called, and Lord Farquaad and stuff, and an outhouse that I think was a unifiller. I don't know. Yeah, so that was really that was full multi. And so there was also like a, a rogue idol, like what are they called now? Uh, a great green idol uh, that was uh, represented by a house on like legs, like on chicken legs. So it's like yeah. a big, big like house that was walking around basically, which is uh, also pretty cool. Nice. Cool. So uh, so pretty high standards all in all. Yeah, 
would say so. Certainly creative, yeah. Cool. So, um, Magnus, did you actually have any painting to do leading up to this? Or did you have, like, models in, like, from back when you played when you were a kid? Or, like, what's what's the story here? Yeah, funny story. So, uh, I didn't have anything previously. I basically restarted, as you guys talked about last week, I picked Sylvanals because... You know. So, I mean, maybe you should start by saying that you're a psychopath and you, like, sold everything. So you had, like, lots of armies and you just sold them all. Yep. Because I thought, who needs square bases these days? <laughs> <laughs> but to be honest, I don't think I would have wanted to, like, pick any of them back up and, you know, add to them. Uh, so, yeah, I started painting in January, basically. And Casimir told me, was it in March? He sent me the link to this tournament. And I was like, cool, this is... Perfect. It's uh, a doubles tournament. I don't. I only have to paint twenty two hundred points because uh, there's no way I'm painting forty five hundred points till May. <clears throat> but I still had a lot to paint. I had to paint, finish uh, my eight uh, Eat hunters that I started, and then I had to do ten wild huntsmen, and I painted up sixteen dryads just to fill out the core. Something quick. And I had a character, the uh, the Wild Hunter Prince, but uh, I painted so much that I like strained my arm to the point where <laughs> I couldn't finish the models. I still have ten you like, like the riders, the, 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 the paintbrush in your mouth, and like painting with your like face. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> unfortunately, I have higher aspirations than that. <laughs> uh, so yeah, I didn't quite finish, but. Um, I still got together quite a quite a few models, I'd say. Yeah, I don't know if they actually deducted uh, us. Like they said that they would deduct like a tournament point for each unpainted mole uh, that you had in your army, uh, but I don't know if they actually did that in the end. Or yeah, it also like it also says like how they used to do it that you get twenty points by default and that they deduct from that, but I don't think they ever added the twenty painting points to anyone. So. Yeah, I think I think they were just a bit lazy uh, this year with that kind of stuff. Yeah, was there really a need for it? No, I mean, it was like a lot smaller uh, this year, I think, than uh, than normally uh, because they had to they had to like move the date around for Corona reasons and and stuff like that. So, uh, so I think they just took it a lot more chill than if if it's like double the size or something. You need to put in a little bit more restrictions, I think. Yeah, for sure. So did you did you find any? Obviously, you were painting back in the day. Has anything changed since then? Um, obviously, we've got the contrast paints these days. Like, do you, do you feel like, like now you've kind of picked the hobby back up? That there's any any difference in like your quality of painting or your standards of painting? Well, I haven't. I haven't been entirely out of it. I've been painting a few models here and there, and because we've been playing these uh, boxed games, the Silver Towers and uh, what like Warmer Quest. Yeah, yeah. So I've been painting a bit, uh, but uh, before I started with the Ninth Age project, I just painted up some random models I either had lying about or that I, you know, kind of wanted to to paint. So, but um, I don't know. Uh, I guess like the biggest change is I'm using a wet palette now, which I I did get that a couple of years ago, but now I've been painting with it a lot, and I'd say that's the biggest. Uh, the biggest new improvement since uh, since uh, fantasy times. Cool. 
So so basically, just been doing some painting leading up to this. What's your What's your favorite uh, miniature so far? And what are you actually using? Are you using Games Workshop models or something else? Oh, uh, I think it's mostly GW. I think I have the Druid is um, actually a very nice print from your uh, kind sponsor, Weird Farm Miniatures. Nice, <laughs> nice little plug there. Doing well, which, which I really <laughs> like. Uh, that Casimir uh, <clears throat> broke. <laughs> oh yeah, that was that was a good story. Uh, I, we might talk about this later as well, but it, like, literally, he put it like somewhere in the middle of where we're throwing dice, and then he was like, "Okay, you're gonna break this. I'm gonna replace it with a die uh, while we're rolling, so you don't break it." I'm like, "Okay, cool. That's a good idea." And then I like roll my dice and everything, and then we're kind of done. So I'm like, "Oh, we could put this back now." And like, literally, right after we put it back, I'm like, smash my hand on it. I'm like, oh shit. <laughs> <laughs> so it didn't, it didn't like nothing broke off but it it's it's kind of like she hold it, it's the druid so she holds her hand up and there's an owl on it or something that the owl's tail is connected to the model as well so he snapped her hand by the wrist but it's still connected so i just gotta put some super glue on there okay so not the worst not the worst breakage no and it's a really you know spindly model so i'm uh, i'm just happy it's still in one piece yeah, I'm a great friend, basically. <laughs> but yeah, other other than that, I'm using... I got some um, the Glade Guard, I think they're called. The old uh, Wood Elf Light Cav models, which I really like. The Glade like. Guard were the, uh, were the archers, weren't they? they were the, oh, sorry, the Glade archers. Riders. Glade Riders, sorry, yeah, correct. So he, I, Heath, I do, Heath Hunters I, or Heath Riders? Heath, Heath, Heath Hunters. Yeah. Yeah, the bow ones. Yeah, I put them with the bow. Like they have spears on their back. You can play them as either, I suppose. But uh, I've only played them as hunters so far, which I like. Uh, and I, I have a big pile of glade guard, the archers in, in front of me, which I'm looking forward to painting. But um, I really like these old sixth edition wolf minis. So it's mostly that. And then I'm using the uh, what are they called? Uh, wild riders or whatever. The, the guys what? on Elks for... Yeah, um, Wild Huntsman? No, I mean the models. Oh, yeah, probably Wild something riders, like that. But yeah, for, for the Wild Huntsman, I'm using those. Cool. And what what do you have as your character, the Huntsman character? I'm actually using uh, one of the models from one of the... Is it a Warcry? I think it's a Shadespire, like the, oh, the yeah, card yeah. game thing that they that they Games Workshop had. Now. Like, it's the Centaur character. Oh yeah, yeah, that's a good idea. Yeah, I really like that one. It's got a cool dynamic pose and the long spear and the glowy hair. All yeah, I think it fits really well uh, in the units, just in general as well. Yeah, and I think like thematically it really fits. Uh, you know, the the wild hunter kindred thing you take uh, fits with the model, I think. So the question is, did you take a doom blade on him? I did not. No. Why? <laughs> <laughs> Why? <laughs> like you I mean, have the combo. I, I suppose I should have, but Casimir kind of. I think Casimir is the one who. Uh, yeah, probably it's my sort fault. Of, uh, cautioned me against it. Yeah. I, the but problem it, was that he was rest free, right? He was just on a like an elk. Elk's uh, the, rest or not five. an elk. No, not an elk. Like the small one, the horse. Uh. It was just on a horse. That was the problem because we. I mean, the model is on a on a what is it? Uh, Twenty-five by fifty base. Uh, yeah, I think the problem, I guess we'll get into this, but I feel like 
uh, in the tournament, we played the Wildlanders a bit too cautiously. So they, they often they just stood back and didn't do much in the early parts of the game. And with the Doomblade, I think we could have just sent them into anything in turn two, you know. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, that's generally how it should work. But, okay, I mean, maybe you need to get a base converter for your model so you can use it as both an elk and a, and a steed character. Or, or I'd just paint up a, an elk, too. Or just get another one, <laughs> <Okay>. yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Just an excuse to paint the walls. Or with, a ma- with a magnetized Doomblade. <laughs> yeah. You get yeah, one we of the, have, like... the, the Avatar Nature Swords and just magnetize it on. <laughs> Yeah, dude, perfect. Just like painted really fucking green as well. <laughs> on a tiny horse. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, on a donkey. <laughs> yeah, so for me, hobby-wise, I've not done too much. I think I built my Avatars of War Manticore that um, I got printed by Weird Farm Miniatures and did a bit of a conversion. Uh, like did some green stuff and like, Basically, just put a samurai instead of the elf, the naked elf that was on it. So yeah, that's pretty much all the hobby I've done in the last since we recorded last. But it's pretty nice. You can yeah. see my work in progress shots on the painting log. That Casimir still hasn't put up his pictures, on. Well, I I, I put up the pictures of what I just finished, but uh, I didn't know we were putting up uh, work in progress pictures. Then I have a lot of like half finished projects. We're not, there. We don't put up work in progress pictures. This was purely because it was a sponsor. But, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I mean, if you have your weird farm miniature stuff up, which is work in progress, then be my guest. Yeah, but I, I I did finish the the stuff that I put up last was finished weird farm actually. So yeah. I, I feel like I, I have to, I'm pulling my weight a little bit, just, <laughs> just a little bit, like kind of dragging, dragging, dragging the back stuff. <laughs> just Alex is <laughs> non-existent. <laughs> All right. So yeah, that's about it. Um, we'll take a quick break now. We'll come back and we'll jump into the tournament stuff, talking about the yep. format and, and whatnot. time podcast episode something uh so we were at this uh, tag team tournament right so i think i could start by just uh, going through through really uh, how the rules work uh, so you were each allocated like a, or you each allowed to take a 2200 point uh, list that would uh, play together on the same side on the same table and both your armies counted as being part of the same army so for example rules like if you played with one dwarf army, uh, if you think about the grudge rule or ancestral grudge or something, uh, then it says something like the entire dwarf, like the entire army hates this one unit. So then the other army would still count towards this, this rule as well. And there's a couple of other um, examples of this happening. Like, for example, in the demon rule, where you get the like plus bonuses to cast spells uh, with one and two dice. The like the wording of that rule is not like demon units. It's the wording is like this: this army gets bonuses to cast. So if you were playing with demons, you would get these bonuses, for example. That sounds uh, but, good. 
Yeah, that's really good. But the problem with demons is that there's not, as we'll come to the second part of this then, is that uh, you uh, you also share uh, your battle standard and your general. So there's like two general bubbles and more battle standard bubbles if that's the case. So was there um, any Cottles running around getting like plus three to cast? Uh, no, actually, I, I don't think... I don't know if I... Well, maybe somebody played a Quattle, but uh, we didn't encounter them at least. And also, though, I don't think there was a single demon list. Then I think the reason for this is because the last part uh, of this is that you get to pick magical items from your allied uh, army book. So if you uh, play with dwarves, uh, like as your ally again, you can like make a, a fucked up dwarf item and put it on your whatever character, essentially. And the like the how this is a kind of an issue I think for demons is that for demons you uh, they only get to share artifacts so like demons because they can't take magical items in general right they they get to take like an artifact from their allied uh, or you as an allied person could take a demon like upgrade as an artifact okay and like the demon you know like if you compare like if you take something crazy like the vermis worm and you have the doom blade which is like insane. Or another popular thing is like you have a uh, what's it called the 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 beast hurts one with reroll successful wound uh, rolls. Like those items are like absolutely game changing. Whereas like the demon ones are usually like oh plus one attack or something like that. So they're not like quite as powerful. I think. Okay, so this was specific to the demons. This was their rules. Well, their their restrictions was just that because they don't have normal magical items, they they can like they kind of shared artifacts instead, and you could buy demon upgrades as artifacts. Whereas okay. all the other army books could just go hog wild and everything, you know. Okay, cool, makes sense. Right, so what are the rules are there? Is you you're both playing on the same table, and you've got I guess you yep. said two thousand two hundred each. Yeah, exactly. So you still had to like so each of those armies had to be like warband armies. So you had you know the restrictions based on on warbands. And, uh, and but yeah, other than that, you were just, like literally just part of the same army, and you and you played together, and you had you know you had to make all your decisions together and, and stuff like that. And you have like a general, one general and one BSB. No, you could have two generals if you wanted to. Like, or you always had two generals, and you could have two BSBs if you wanted to. Like each army was like from a list building perspective, completely like um, uh, complete. Okay. Army. Cool. Yeah, and then this this was of course then complicated or or made more interesting by every table had like a unique scenario. So he had written, or I think this is like a pack that's been developed over years, uh, where each table has like a, a theme. So it has a crazy scenario based on like the terrain and stuff that's happening on the table. And as you can imagine, some of these like you can make some really filthy combos, but then you come up on a table which like invalid makes all that invalid like in invalidates that anyway because the table is so weird. Okay. And they had really like uh, you know he had really spent like lots of time of I think over years like building each of these tables. So there's like a lava table with like all lava terrain and like models on top of the lava terrain and and this kind of shit and. Another one with like walking statues and like all the terrain has like big, uh, big statues. Like he had put like actual like models painted as statues on ruins and shit like that. So it's really everything was quite, is quite it, high is effort. This, is this Alvin's tournament? Mada? Is that his tournament? No, it's uh, it's a guy called Dennis. Uh, I'm not sure what he's called. I think he's called, just called Dennis on the forum. He's not very active uh, on the forum. Okay, I, think. I, I could just see that Mada was doing some terrain and stuff recently for. A tournament but maybe that's something else 
yeah, I'm not, maybe he he like helped out as well because he was there. Uh, we played against him uh, in okay. Uh, okay, yeah, game maybe, maybe he, two. He had a part of that. Yeah, perhaps it's game two. Yeah. Cool. So, uh, what what did you guys take in your list? Yeah, so we 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 were like taking something really filthy. No, no. Basically, we uh, I mean, mine just had some holes, uh, and we were like, okay, well, let's just let's just make that into a list. <laughs> and uh, and then I, I I tried to make a, another list and we were like oh well that's good enough and we submitted it so like our our list didn't really have like that much of thought through it uh, behind it I think okay you just, I mean you're just there just to push it forward and roll some dice right yeah kind of like yeah go ahead yeah it was born out of necessity like what what did I have ready basically. <laughs> yeah then i think the one thing uh, so from the beginning i was going to play dwarfs but i all the dwarf lists i wrote together with with what we had for sylvan Elves was kind of i do i wasn't really happy with with how it ended up so in the end i, I switched to vermin swarm and i the big the big like the the one combo that i thought about was to we put uh, uh what was called the uh, banner of uh deception on a big bus of uh plague disciples with the pendulum so the idea is that this unit is like completely independent because it's uh, it's unbreakable as long as it's steadfast and it's fearless because of the uh, the plague pendulum uh, when it's inside of the uh, of the unit, and then uh, you could just redeploy it. You know, after you deploy your whole army, you can just move it wherever because it doesn't need to be in any any bubbles or anything like this. Cool. Which was totally game changing, right? Yeah, exactly. Is <laughs> this is a great in theory combo which we basically never used? <laughs> Okay, so what, what, like, else think... it, what actually specifically was in the list? Oh, in my list, I had uh, a Wild Hunter Lord with Silver Blades, Basalt Infusion, and Hero's Heart. I had eight Heath Hunters. I had uh, a Druid Wizard Master on Cosmo with a bow. I think she killed one model with that. Oh, yeah. Uh, well worth it. Yeah, 14 Dryads with a Champ, uh, nine Wild Huntsmen to be a bus for the the lord and then seven pathfinders which were probably my mvps yeah pathfinders are great cool and how yeah. about you guys man yeah so i had the uh uh the swarm priest apprentice on uh platform with araman so like the, the plague thingy uh he, he was uh in his pants other than that then uh, i had a senator in his pants uh to be general and uh, other than that, I had. I'm just imagining this like <laughs> dread prince in his pants, or well, not in his pants. <laughs> just like that image is just coming to my mind. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just, just as God made him Slasher. with a Kraken hat. Uh, but uh, then I had 55 uh, um, oh, legionaries with uh, Legion Banner in full command, uh, as well as uh, we. Was that enough for? I to remember. Oh yeah, twenty-five legionaries was the bunker as well with uh, banner of discipline, and that was enough for uh, four, I believe. Uh, the forty uh, play disciples uh, with uh, the banner of deception and paired weapons and poison attacks. Uh, I think it's like blood pox blades or something now. Full command. Uh, then uh, twenty shadow force stalkers in a unit with throwing weapons. Nice. Uh, Ten. Uh, ten uh, Ignifier Grenadiers uh, with uh, yeah with just just in the pants as well I believe and uh, was there something else I think that might be it yeah that was it yeah that was it 
Okay, so was there any like combos or things you were trying to achieve with the synergy between the lists, or was it literally just what you had? <laughs> uh, I suppose it was basically just the big Plague Disciple block was the Anvil and the Wild Hunters with the Hammer. Yeah, a little bit like that. Like the, the Vermin Swarm side provided like two big blocking stones with the two big units. And uh, then kind of the we have the Hammer and the Huntsman and then just a lot of shooting. Like the Shadow First Stalkers are really, you know, effective at just eliminating at least one target on the board because they come up and shoot 40 times. Yeah. At, at four plus as we learned yeah exactly <laughs> i i thought like well i thought that four like four plus is surely too good uh so surely they must hit on five plus and then we played against literally the, the like lager love and fujin the two like rule teams guys guys from sweden and they're like no 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 they hit on a four plus I'm like that that doesn't sound right and i looked it up and i'm like oh i guess they hit on four plus <laughs> <laughs> so we played it like we played it as five plus for two games before we realized. Yeah, before we realized, oh, they're actually really OP, not just not just kind of OP. I mean, you thought they were OP when they hit the five. <laughs> yeah, I mean, like, cause so, what do you think a unit of twenty costs, Henry? Three hundred points. No, it's like two ten. <laughs> That's forty shots ambushing, like just just coming up on the board, like right in your face, and going like, haha, AP two as well. We, we can I think we should save this for the Vermin Swarm SAS review yeah 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 definitely okay so um, was there any like I don't want to go through all the lists of everyone else but was there any sort of combos that stood out to you that you played against or just any, anything that when you look through the list you're like that's something that's broken because of these restrictions I would say oh. there's not a whole lot like we, there was a couple that were really tooled up and broken, but overall, I'd say most of them were pretty fun. But the the one that stands out was the the one we played in the first game, which was a beast herds and Sarn ancients combo. So they put the uh, the reroll wounds. Is that the Mario Kart thing on the um, on a Alpha Carnosaur? Yeah, <laughs> and they and they put the. Raptor Spirits, I think it's called, on the uh, Monotar Warlord. So he had, like, yeah. move 10, uh, March yeah. 20. Yeah, move move 10, Swift Stride. Yeah. yeah. Warlord. <laughs> <laughs> and then he had some filthy kid, of course. So so that was the, the one. That was, I think that was, the, like, one of the first lists that Casimir just <laughs> saw when he opened the lists. And he yeah, was like, was when you realize you fucked up. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I, I read that and I'm like, oh, we're just going to lose all our games, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> uh, and, then there, and then there was the uh, the Chaos Lord with the Doomblade, of course. Yeah. <laughs> cool. Yeah, so that was pretty spectacular. But then I think actually, like, interestingly, the I think the list, the, the best list, uh, the list that won in the end was I... Like it also, it was a dwarf plus silver elf list. So two two of the lower tier books together, and they again dwarves have like a, one of those reroll uh, successful to wound items. I think it's called rune of resistance, and they put it on a dragon with the uh, with silver elves. And then other than that, like the the rest of the list was like not really any like combos. It was just like a shit ton of shooting. It's like you combine dwarf and elf shooting, and apparently that's like a recipe for pain. <laughs> Because like you, they took fun. like a, yeah, exactly. They took like an organ gun, 
which is normally you know like you just like you stay away from Oregon. But then you could, when you combine the Oregon gun with like a dragon as well as like elf shooting, which is kind of mobile, it's much more difficult. It seems like to to stay away from. Mm, yeah. Okay. Cool. I mean, if you can also. You can also get an organ gun and just put it in a forest, so you always get like soft cover. I mean, I don't know what the magic setup was, but maybe you can put like reroll to hit on the organ gun from divination, depending on if that's what they went with. Yeah, I'm not. I'm not that sure. I think they their magic was like I think they had an anvil and then they had like a like an adept or something. I mean, uh, minus one to wound on a the dragon's sure. pretty good. Yeah, exactly. Which you have to reroll successful wounds on. Yeah, like pretty pretty spicy. Yeah. yeah, they didn't have a lot of uh, magic, actually. Yeah, exactly. But I think the anvil really makes up for that because it also has channel 2 and stuff like that. But, uh, yeah, just uh, I think also I think they had like a seeker character which was, you know, tooled up in a normal way, uh, which I think that, to be honest, that's probably a key if you play dwarves in this is to take the seeker characters because there's so many like crazy lords and stuff running around and you just want to be able to go in and just kill them straight away. Is that the engineer? No, no. Like, yeah, there should be a secret character as well. I think in their list, right? Like a secret lord. Could you could you join like a dwarf character to an elf unit? Yeah, oh, yeah, sure. Hmm. <laughs> I'm I'm sure there's a lot of combos that maybe you yeah. missed or didn't see because that, yeah, that sounds but, very but interesting. Yeah, but you still can't, like, uh, I mean, if a unit is unbreakable or unstable, they still can't join each other. So this is another issue for demons, is that they can't have, like, uh, their their teammates' characters join their units. Yeah, I see. Okay. So, um, is there anything else about the tournament pack or the format that you want to go over? No, I think, it, I think it's just really, it was really fun, really interesting. Like, uh, also, the, but, but what was really needed was these scenarios, I think, uh, that they're, like, they force you to play in a different way, because otherwise you can imagine that if you're just playing, like, standard setup, then the filthiest lists were just dominate all the time. And, the, you know, as an example, there was a table we didn't play on, but, like, that had two altars uh, of uh, the Dark Gods, and you could, like, go up on these altars with a unit, and then you just, like, you cast all your normal magic, and then... As well as that, you got to like just sacrifice a number of dudes in your units, and for every guy you sacrifice, you roll like a d2, and if you got over a casting value of like any spell in a in a path, like you chose the path at the beginning of a game, you just cast that spell, and like did like that kind of like equalizer mechanic, where it's like yeah sure you might have this minotaur warlord who's just gonna kill my whole army, but I'm just gonna stand on his altar and just kill him with a spell that you can't stop, you know. <laughs> Okay, so it was it was definitely like a like a beer and beer and crisps and push it forward kind of tournament. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Just cool. just without the beer. Yeah, because <laughs> it's like hosted in a school in Sweden, so there you can't drink, which is a bit sad. But uh, ah, that's how it is. Most of the tournaments <laughs> in Sweden are hosted in these kind of places where they don't allow alcohol. Fair enough. Um, I, I mean, we snuck some in during lunch, but um. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, we'll cover that later, I think. <laughs> okay. So what we'll do now is we'll cut it and we'll jump in with round one.
welcome back. I'm here with uh, Minus the Mountain. Oh, nice. Yeah, you already you already have a nickname uh, because like your name is really boring in Swedish, but it's really cool in other languages. So isn't it the same though? What? I mean, it's mountain in Swedish as well. Yeah, but but but, but bay sounds like the name of a of a pussy you know like it, it's not it's not a very cool name right but if you say i'm mine is my name is mine bay or i'm mine is mine is the mountain like what do you do you not see in the front of your eyes like sure, like sure, a big sure. burly man squeezing the eyes and the life out of somebody you know like, yeah, like that yeah, yeah sure so uh, we're in um Westeros. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're literally in Westeros, in Westeros, which is uh, is like a I don't know a small city. What was it? What it was is apparently it? the fifth uh, biggest city in Sweden. Yeah, exactly. Fifth by biggest. a couple of thousand. Yeah, exactly. By by a couple of thousand, which means that it's very small. Yes. So um, it's like an hour away from Stockholm. So uh, we're here playing a double tournament, and it's your first tournament. Yes. Ever. And you played... Uh, you Before this tournament, you played a grand total of three games on nine pitch. Yeah. Two were 3,000 points, and one was uh, 2,200 points. Yeah. So did you, uh, did you feel prepared? Actually, yes. Because it's very much like fantasy. Yeah, it's, it's not very different. Well, okay, it's I mean, very, very different. And, you know... So that lawyers listening are, are, are you yeah, know, they're, well, like, they're sure it's, 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 it's a very different game. It's nothing at all. It's the same. The lore, <laughs> the lore is completely different. <laughs> all right. Yeah. Like a legionnaire is nothing like clan rats. Like that's, that's, he has resistance too. Yeah. Well, fuck. Resilience. <laughs> oh. I mean, like, so the problem is here in Sweden, everybody is, uh, is, is still like caught up in the old stuff. So, so they, just, included, yeah. they just use all the old <laughs> names and it's making me confused. But it's, like the principle is basically the same. It's just a bit different. Like everything's yeah. just a tiny bit modified, which is good because yeah, cause reading, some, some reading of the old stuff book, was yeah. Some of the old stuff was really uh, stupid. So, but yeah, since it's a team tournament, I mean, not team tournament. It's a double couple double <laughs> couples tournament. Couples tournament. <laughs> <laughs> Love package. Yeah, it's complimentary condoms included. <laughs> so since it's a Whatever. <laughs> tournament. It um yeah, I can always rely on you to know the rules and stuff, so I just uh, yeah. roll dice and have fun. It's a good time. Yeah, exactly. But I've I've I feel I've tried to not not be too uh, too overbearing I playing. feel like I've made decisions and yeah. you've been so, you know, sometimes yeah, good. I didn't think about so, that. Sometimes, sometimes good, good, sometimes yeah, bad. Yeah, I mean, you, you definitely made a couple of really good decisions. I think decisions. I made more good decisions yeah, than bad okay. decisions. I'll, I'll give you that. But, like, you made a couple ones where I'm like, oh, no, he's just a rookie. Like, but, but, but you know, like, you know when somebody's, somebody is like, I want to do this. And you're like, well, it's not a good it's idea. It's like a five-year-old, you know? Like, <laughs> they, have to do, they have to make this mistake, <laughs> and then they'll learn. <laughs> I'll never try to dispel... 21 with five dice again yeah, <laughs> yeah. unless yeah. i have to <laughs> exactly so uh so we played the first three games and we we came into the tournament with so we came into the tournament with what we what i thought was a really terrible list so like we 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 made a list and we didn't really spend any time on it that much i mean and, 
Or, we work with what we had, right? Yeah, exactly. Like, of course, Magnus had to 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 paint everything from scratch. So, so it was kind of kind of time. Yeah. Pressure. So I'm like, okay, what can I paint? In oh yeah. <laughs> four weeks. Okay, I can dry brush and dryads, and I have to paint these uh, wild hunters. I, so yeah, I play Sylvan elves. Yeah, I should probably say that. Uh, and I had painted up some uh, pathfinders and. Uh, like all, all the good stuff. Like nothing, nothing that scores. Like scoring, yeah, scoring, scoring units are boring in every army. Yeah, scoring so, and boring is just like yeah, exactly. It's almost the same. It's just it's, a letter. Yeah, basically. But yeah, I thought dryads would be quick and easy to paint up. I mean, and they were right. Totally. It took me like one night. Yeah. Painted up sixteen of them. Looked pretty good. <clears throat> so. So you. So yeah, painting... our list is basically. Just what I had in my drawer, and then Cosmere <laughs> attached some vermin's worm to that. Yeah, exactly. So, so we we're gonna. I was gonna play dwarves because I'm a, I'm a fun person. Uh, but then, but then all the all the dwarf lists we wrote were just like kind of just not. I don't know. They just weren't very fun. So you were like even let's even take less fifty five clan rats. I mean, um, yeah. Most to be honest, mostly it was like let's do let's do forty disciples with a five plus poison uh, chariot thing. With the uh, banner of deceptions, so we could redeploy it, which we haven't really redeployed it yet. Uh, <laughs> we did redeploy it in the last. Yeah, game. we we moved it backwards. <laughs> we moved it backwards. <laughs> <laughs> we're like, okay, this this is not great. No, but 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 what's funny is that you were you were painting, and you were like on schedule. You were like you're gonna make it. You were you're making really good progress. Yeah, you were you were there. You only like yeah. you literally have you literally had ten dudes and horses and a character left to paint, and then disaster struck. Yeah. Basically got like RSI from painting Wait, too much. Well, okay. Our, we, you know, this is not a podcast for doctors. They don't know what RSI is. Repetitive strain injury. Oh, shit. I don't know. I, like, I'm a doctor. Well, I P- am a doctor. Pussy arm in Swedish. Yeah, so I, I am a doctor, but I do not know what an RSI is. So repetitive yeah. strain injury. Yeah. So I had to give up on my dream. So <laughs> my, so my wild huntsmen, they're riding pretty nice uh, stags or whatever, but... They're all brown. Yeah, so <laughs> but I don't think anyone's noticed so far. So we haven't card. got. We haven't had any like points deductions. Yeah, exactly. Painting, like so. we're gonna, we're just gonna play it, play it like play it on the down low and yeah, hope that yeah. the tournament organizer is too busy to give us points deductions. Yeah. And but so the best part of this is like when you when he was like describing what like what was well, what the injury was. You were like okay, well, I like my wrist hurts and like. On my elbow, like the top of my elbow hurts, and then I'm like, I, I hold my hand. I'm like, wait a second, okay, I move my wrist, <laughs> and then I move my arm up and down. Like he's just been wanking. He's just been wanking too much. The funny thing is that's like literally the first thing anyone says, or repetitive strain. Or they just wink and, and do the movement with um, the arm. And now you can't even do that. Well, I have a left arm. Yeah, oh, okay, true. A stranger. Yeah. A stranger danger. So, should we talk about the uh, oh, the no. scenarios? Yeah, no, 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 no. Okay, so we so, so so we rock up on the first day, and we uh, and we're drawn against like, I probably like one of the guys who apparently f- like founded the Nightfish Project, Lagge, I think it was his name. Oh, really? And okay. then like a guy named Kai, who's apparently one of the best players in Sweden, and they. <laughs> They had this bucket list where 
absolute filth. Yeah. yeah, just like so. So you can take your cherished items, right? So they had, they had uh, what was it, uh, Sarnations and uh, Beasturge. Beasturge, yeah. And they have a Minotaur Warlord with Raptor Spirits. So he has Movement Ten, Swift Stride, Minotaur Warlord, with four plus uh, forty two and some some other shit. And then they have a Carnosaur with Trickster's Cunning. Because it's not it's not limited to like like you can't like of course you could just take it or anything. Yeah, it's basically the unkillable chariot, but a carnosaur. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but, but a carnosaur. Turns out though, not unkillable. Yeah, exactly. So <laughs> you just need a lot of rats. So we're like, oh shit, we're just gonna like we're just gonna lose. That that was what I thought. But then but then we had a scenario where we had there was like two big monsters in the middle and uh, they just like kind of. Charge your units and charge the closest thing, and the objective is to just do as many wounds as possible, and whoever does the most wounds to these things, yeah, uh, wins. So like, on the first turn, we each kill one of the spiders each, and we're like, okay, good. Yeah, Plan- we drew the scenario three points in the bag. Exactly. Plan successful. We have at least three points. Perfect. Yeah. And then uh, his Minotaur warlord spent three turns killing <laughs> fourteen dryads. <laughs> Which is a pretty good trade. Yeah, exactly. That's, that's I may good. not be a very experienced player, but I know that's a good trade. Yeah, exactly. What, 14 dryads is like, what, 200 points? Uh, yeah, something like yeah, that. Yeah, exactly. Two, two, 256. Considering, like, he could, that Minotaur Warlord could probably kill our, our whole army if he Yeah, wanted. like, as, as he told, that other guy told us in the last game, that Minotaur Warlord got, like, 3,000 victory yeah. points alone. <laughs> so, like, pretty good. Yeah, exactly. And then, then we just, like, we kind of held up the Carnosaur on the other side, and then on the last turn or something... The big bus of 55 Raptor Arms, no, uh, Legionaries, came in and they like put the Carnosaur on a weird angle, so they're like, oh no, you can only like clip him with one mole. But turns out, one mole is enough, because you just have a little, <laughs> little champ, no, did I have a champion? Or did we, I don't think I can... I can't even remember, but yeah, like, we broke him already. Yeah, exactly, really? we just like charged him, and like, yeah, I only have one rank, don't do any wounds, but I come in with like static six, no problem. Yeah, and he had the, the unit of Caymans. And the, in the uh, same combat, yeah. Yeah, in the same combat, and the Carnosaur, and he rolled his leadership for the Caymans first. Yeah, and rolled, rolled like, like a, a one and a two. Yeah, so something like one, one, two for the Saurian thing. Yeah. And then he had to roll like a rerollable. F- no, no rerolls, right? No, no rerolls. Yeah, the so BSP five or six? Yeah, five or six on minimized. So it's like, it, I mean, it's not. It's not great, but it's not terrible. Yeah. It's like a it's like a sixty percent maybe to, to hold or something. 50, and he rolled like 50, 60. a nine or a ten or whatever, and just ran off the board. Yeah, thousand exactly. point swing in the last turn. So. Yeah, perfect. So so then we're like in this matchup, we're like, okay, we're gonna be happy if we get three points. We add it all up, and we both kill like two thousand eight hundred points. Yeah, so we're just like exactly. Just draw. Yeah, ten. So like perfect. fly off to a flying start. Then in the in the second game. We play against another celebrity, uh, the the Mad Hat guy from the forum, who like does all the cool painting, and uh, and their list was was also like kind of a bit more like ours. Like it was they, they had a better like they, they had Sylvan Elves and Orson Goblins. And they had a pretty filthy forest yeah, prince. They had a forest prince with Omen the of the Apocalypse, which is is pretty cool. Yeah, and, and the black stag. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, like like the Black Star armor omen, just like fucking mega killer, and then and then we just they they put some like cab within uh, the eleven on dice charge from my again the fifty five. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and and I'm like, well, I'm gonna charge them because they're obviously gonna flee. Because if I make it, it's terrible. And then they they looked at it and they're like, 
No, we're gonna hold. No, we're just gonna hold. And, and you, you were like, yeah, of course, because you don't get naked. I'm like, well, yeah. No. <laughs> and and I, I, like, I picked up the dice, and then you were, you were like at the bathroom or something. So, I, like, it, seriously, for like four minutes, I stood and shook the dice, waiting for you to come back. <laughs> and then I rolled it, and I got a six, and another dice like what cocked or something. So I like picked up I the one dice, it, it was a six, and then yeah. <laughs> I came in. It was a six or five, and then in they go. Kill the fast cab, overruns in chariots, and then they have their stupid four sprints, and they're just like, well, well, I guess we're just like gonna charge them in the flank. So yeah. you charge them in the flank, my, ch- my champion was just like, well, hello. Hello so, there, <laughs> general champion. <laughs> <It was> like, <laughs> <laughs> so he kills the champion, but I have like six static, I, we kill whatever's in the front, plus yeah, five. Yeah, we kill the chariot. So we just like break him on combat res. We don't run run him down, but still, and then just all the throwing weapons just come up close to him and just like, stall him. So it turns out the answer to a thousand point super kill lords is just plan 55 plan rents. Yeah, just ah shit, drink, drink. Just legionnaires. Alright, legionnaires. Legionnaires at arms. <laughs> legionnaires at arms, yeah. So those two two great games, so them, and then our third game. So... We're like, okay, well, what, what do we not want to face? Well, oh, we wait, did... wait. Okay. So that the Japanese, like, ninja-themed, scare, I mean, Vermin um, Swarm Army? Uh-huh. Wouldn't those be clan reds? <laughs> yeah, true. It's actually, exactly. It's not to do with the old names. It's just, it's just on Finn. On yeah, right. But my, mine is not Finn. Mine is, uh, mine is a boring, boring Vermin Swarm Army. Yeah. So, but while speaking of, we played it against the Japanese pin uh, army. So we were like looking at lists, and we, the first matchup we had, we we're like, yeah, th- this is a list we don't want to play. We did that. So, and so like, this was when, when, yeah, when they released lists, the first one you looked at was this one. Yeah, and it's like, oh, which, which like, team? Oh, which no. team is it? <laughs> oh, it's the it's team rules, and you're like, oh no. So it's two people on the rules team. It's Fujin, or how you say his name, and uh, Loglov, Loglov in Swedish. So, like, fucking two rules writers, and they have this fucking horrific list with... We had, they have a, a Chosen Lord on War Deus with the Doomblade, and still a 4 plus Aegis on top of that. So he's, yeah. like, just doesn't care about his toxic attacks, fucking D6 wounds, crazy. They have, like, all the throwing weapons. They have uh, fucking uh, Comet with, uh, or what's it called, Wrath of God with uh, plus two to cast... Great. They have a fucking, <laughs> they have a chosen knight unit that ambushes from the tunnel markers. It's just like it's just the it's the worst you can imagine. And then on top of that, of course we draw them in game three, um, yeah. and then we play also a scenario which is just like a big fat bridge in the middle which you have to stand on to win. And you play the sideways deployment. Yeah, it's like a, it's like the old battle for the pass or whatever. You play like a, yeah lengthways on the yeah. table. So it's just a, it was just a slow, slow five turns of yeah. waiting for them to, like, come over to our side. Yeah, <laughs> to kill us. Just kill us. Yeah. So so that was it. Was that one was wasn't that fun? Mostly because because we were just deployed and we're like, well, I mean, if you go on the bridge, you have to go one on one, and none of our units can stand up to like fifteen warriors, a fucking no, like his, and his, a D six wound. Their chaos lord charged your. Plague disciples with yeah. the parapet, 
And his lord did, what, 22 wounds to it? Yeah, so I took a champion first turn, and then the second turn he gets to strike the, the pulpit. Yeah, and he did like 20, 21 wounds. <laughs> 22 something, wounds. 22 wounds, yeah, something in ridiculous. one go. And you're like, oh, okay, cool. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks. So, uh, yeah, so that was pretty pretty spectacular. But, uh, but yeah, but we still, in the end, like, I'm still pretty happy. We managed to squeeze out four points. Of the, we, so. were, we were basically one roll away from... Yeah, for maybe like, like two like more. Like a nine, eleven, or whatever. Yeah, so we had two things. Like in the end, they come came towards us, and they again they did a mistake when they're like, um, like they they had their chosen knights came in, killed something, and then they uh, they like reformed in a way where the pulpit and the disciples can only like clip them on the side. Yeah. And I'm like, actually, this is pretty good because we go in oh, on yeah. the side. They only get like one chosen knight striking us. So that's like almost no combo rest. And then I get to do like all the fucking 5 plus poison. We also cast the 5 plus ages spell on them. So we, in the end we just like come in and break the chosen knights by like 5 points or something. So they flee. Unfortunately they, they, yeah, they ran, ran away like, like 12 inches. Yeah exactly. So you couldn't catch three, them. I think. <laughs> yeah. But like if we had caught them that's like a, that's a solid 600 points or something at least. Yeah. And that would have also put us outside of the well that would have been bad i guess yeah maybe maybe but still like it, w- it would have been uh, like we would gotten points yeah you know? but it was also like on turn four five or six yeah four this we, happened I think. we charged their um, oh yeah you mean yeah charged their units of, of chaos uh, warriors on the uh, bridge uh, and we, we did the win the combat we rolled a bit poor on the ages save yeah, we again like we so we we had like an eleven charge up on the bridge to get on the yeah. bridge to to kill some warriors and then if they contest flee, contest the objective. Yeah, yeah, contest the objective and overrun into like their bunker with mages or something, and then we like we cast the Aegis spell and they did like seven wounds and we yeah. like pick up seven dice and we roll like one five plus yeah. on seven, which is I mean it's fine, but also if we had rolled like three because we win the combat by one. So yeah. every Aegis save we would have made, we would have won the combat with one more. For them to, like, they have, you know, discipline 8 or 9 or something. And, like, it was, yeah, so so it was kind yeah, of so they, it was so a bit they did roll, like, they, they failed the first roll and re-rolled and got, like, a, I don't know what, yeah, 6 enough, or enough. 6 or whatever. Yeah. So if we'd broken die unit, yeah. we would have drawn the objective, we would have... Yeah, I don't know if we would have drawn the objective because they had that. They had like a, the the scoring oh, they guy. Oh, the right? Yeah, or no, they had the the one uh, rat ogre is the scoring guy in the back. But anyway. Oh, they anyway. were scoring. But like it was, it's funny because like our the matchup was terrible, and we did we did kind of waste a lot of our like a lot of our chaff units and stuff. We like played badly, uh, so they died and and a little bit too early. Yeah, the motivation. Still, the motivation to like play yeah, really well wasn't really there. Yeah, yeah exactly. Because we're like. So yeah, maybe we should say that. So on in Swedish tournaments, because it's like hosted at a school, usually you can't drink, which you know, like we can't have that. So, so what we what we decided was that okay, we'll play our first game. And then there's lunch break, so we'll just go to. It's kind of in the center of this town, so we'll just like go to a bar. And we have lunch. Five, yeah, five minutes away from yeah, the exactly. venue and. and- and then we were just like, well, let's just order two beers at the once, and if we down them, we we like at least we get tipsy, you know. Yeah. So we did that, and we like fucking felt like balloon balls, like because we were so full, <laughs> but we did get kind of tipsy. So it was mission accomplished. So game two was fantastic, but then like game three, like yeah, so game tired. Three was and it tough. was just like, and you play these guys who are just like you know way too analytical and good at the game, where you're like, oh. And they have such a good list. And you're like, well... Yeah. Uh, 
Okay. It was a bit of a slog. Yeah, exactly. But in the end, in the end, it, it, they were they were nice, and in the end, we we got a got our four points, which means that we ended up the day on a grand total of thirty points, which is we broke even. More than expected. Yeah, exactly. Considering so, we expected a game. At most three points out of the first game. Yeah, exactly. And then, and this game that we 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 got four points out of. I was to be honest, I I thought we would have gotten less out of that as well. Yeah, we thought we were getting table. Yeah, exactly. But so that was pretty good. Yeah. So doing doing quite well. Doing quite well. Now sitting here with a nice beer. Yeah, exactly. Finally. Yeah, that was that was also kind of funny. So we, so we had there's a, like a bar attached to the or like right outside of the hotel. But we didn't understand that it was actually attached to hotels. We were like eating there with some some of the people we know from from Skåne, from the south of Sweden, and uh, and we just uh, we finished eating and drinking, and they they went away, and then we're like, yeah, let's let's go to yeah, hotel we, room. So we so settled like, our tab, yeah, <laughs> and then went to the hotel. Realized the it bar like, we just settled our tab in was the actual hotel, hotel bar. bar. So we just went back to the bar, picked up a couple of beers, and went to the room. Yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so let's uh, let's see what uh, what tomorrow brings. So like currently we've we've fought the two, I would say like there's one team which is like literally on sixty points. So we're we're not gonna fight them hopefully uh, because it's too big of a gap. Yeah. So that's good, and we fought the other two teams that are like the best list that so we far did, that we didn't want to face. Exactly. So. so now I think we're like if if nothing else we should have even like kind of even games I think. So that's good. Tomorrow should be more more chill. <laughs> Welcome back to Amazon Podcast, episode No One Cares. It's now, <laughs> <laughs> we're now going to talk about uh, Casimir and Magnus's uh, round four game at the tournament in Vesteros. So take it away, guys. What happened in round four? Yeah, so this, this round we were playing on a really cool table. Like visually, this really stuck out in the beginning. So it was like a table with a giant Tesla coil in the middle. And it's like a big like pylon emitting electricity and it had like uh what was it like four other uh pylons across the board or three no three other pylons and then like in the beginning of every turn you would like roll on a table and depending on what you roll the electricity connects to one of these other pylons so if any unit is standing underneath this beam they take like d6 strength 5 ap something like high hits and uh, so it kind of stops you from like moving around the board because there's a risk, like if you put a unit somewhere, that uh, that the next turn your opponent rolls on this table, and then the electricity connects, and then you, like you know you take damage. Okay, cool. And also, it's like there the entire turn, so you can't like uh, move through it. Like it connects through, and then if you thought like oh, I'm gonna move my you know block through here, my knights or something, they're gonna take hits, so you're gonna have to take that uh, that sacrifice. Okay. So that was, that was really cool. It was really like really well modeled as well. He had these like. Big, like beams that were magnetic in each end uh, so you would like you could like put them up in between these like uh, uh, pylons on the table nice and each really pylon cool. was then also each pylon was like an objective as well uh, that you had control 
Oh, so it's like kind of like cool. you in the hold the center, so you had to like control it every turn basically. Where were they placed like like evenly spaced around the map or it was like yeah it, yeah kind of it was like one the central one is like right in the middle and then uh, there was like t to one side there was only one and the one like in the central line and then to the other side there were the other two that were like uh, you know equivalently in towards each table side okay so it was like fairly like even yeah exactly cool and uh, who are you playing against uh, do you remember their names? I suck at names. Uh, but uh, we Ooh. we played against uh, like a, like an orc and a highborn elf list, and it was uh, it was like kind of like they they really didn't have anything crazy. Like they had some huge orc blocks, like uh, that were kind of difficult to deal with, uh, and then like some uh, highborn uh, elf prince on a chariot with with I guess some orc item which made him a little bit scarier, and and a shit ton of sword masters. But, yeah, so, uh, so they were uh, Jesper and Alexander. Okay. Uh, Jesper with the High Elves and Alex with the Orcs and Goblins. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> mostly Orcs. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> it was. Well, I guess what the funny thing about this game was that we 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 stood there and we talked. And we looked at those Orc units and we're like, oh well, let's let's place our forests so so that they at least have to DT, DTs when those stupid Orc units are gonna come come get us. So we put like the a forest in the middle of the table and uh, like between two of the pylons, and you have to be close to the pylons to get the objectives. We're all like rushing up to the objective, but then like they didn't want to charge through. And one of their orc units instead like snuck through on the side where I didn't think they could fit. Uh, and then like the other one just stood there in front of us, like on the other side of the forest. And we couldn't charge through because in the forest, I'm not steadfast. So I'm not unbreakable. With my big bus <laughs> so we just stood there. We looked at each other for like the whole game where like this other orc unit like trundled around the side of the board. <laughs> and this was our own forest that we placed. Yeah. <laughs> You know that you could have so moved the forest, right? Well, we couldn't because you can only move it until it contacts another unit, right? And yeah. it was stuck both between the, the pylons yeah. and the units. It was just sandwiched between all of it. So <laughs> I could have moved it like one inch maybe. Yeah, oh, well. yeah but in, in the end, it was kind of a, it's kind of a rough game because there's like four different points you have control on the table and they had like six or seven scoring units and we had, what, like three or something, three or four. So we had just... four, yeah, but we had to like uh, we pushed the the plague disciples with the pulpit up the center, uh, and then we had like the bunker that obviously had to be in line of sight or like in range to cast spells, and then we had the the big block of fifty five legionnaires that couldn't just sit around in a corner all game, so we had to push that one forward a bit as well, and then like you lazily put my dryads on one of the flanks, which. Turned out to be a big tactical mistake. Yeah, like the fucking dryads, man. They're liability. What happened? Like, yeah. So this was the thing where I kind of I looked at he had like a like absolutely massive unit of orcs. Like it was yeah, fifty I don't know, orcs. Yeah, fifty orcs, so big. And I looked at him like, well, it can't fit fit in between these two. So I could just put the dryads here, and they can like threaten like a flank charge towards the center, and also help control a like an objective. And then they like started reforming the work unit, and I was like trying to make sure they they were like keeping the rules for all the one inches and stuff. And like in the end, you know, they kind of they could. 
I don't like I don't know if you were like an asshole and like really argued. Maybe it would have been harder than it was. But but like I think they I think they probably could when they because like, they deployed it kind of wider than it needed to be. Uh, so they could kind of squeeze through on the flank, and then suddenly the dryads, you know, can't move anywhere because they don't have musician. <laughs> <laughs> and then it's working it's just like charger on the side, uh, getting up in our flank. So and K- that really, uh, made a grave tactical error on that. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, so one of one of the biggest takeaways for me as a new player uh, from this tournament is dryads are fucking horrible. Like they give you all these units, like the the wild huntsman and the. Um, uh, heath hunters and stuff and they're all light troops so you just basically move them around as however, however you wish and then the dryads are like well they can only move two inches backwards and sideways and then they have to wheel and like they're super unwieldy so but, so but you were you playing really the dryads about how you, have, you had, said you had 16 or did you have eight 14 14 in one unit yeah, yeah. well that's where you're going wrong <laughs> Because if you if you yeah, have, but I had to if you have I eight had to take them. if you have eight you run them too wide, and then you can pretty much move them like light troops. I couldn't afford playing them as eight. Ah, uh, well. <laughs> next well, time, next time could... take two eights <laughs> and take a few yeah, less yeah, yeah. <laughs> That that was the original plan, but I had to take them as fourteen because uh, I ran out of points. I think. But in hindsight, I could have, we could have dropped the Obsidian Rock on the Lord, I think. I don't think anyone ever cast a spell on them. Yeah. like it was Or at least weird, yeah. we never we never remembered to uh, <laughs> use the Magic Rise in that case. But I don't think, I don't think it mattered much. Might have been more likely, yeah. 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 <laughs> okay, so how did the game end? Yeah. Uh, well, we, it was, yeah. It was a big crap show in the middle. A big stare-off. What did the, what did uh, the Hunter think, Prince do? Well, he, he, oh, that's good. He died. No, could, like so. so oh, we, no, he like, didn't. His unit died. Yeah, so we just like this. We we shot the swordmasters a lot, and then the, and then we like pushed up the the forest prince, and all the like all the highborn elf or they had lots of small archer units. They like turned around and they shot the prince, and he like got out to like one hit point, and then he joins this like brick unit of. Uh, of uh, Rattled Arms Legionnaires uh, who were coming up on the side finally because they were like blocked by lightning like all the time. Uh, and you then they were like, well... through it with the rats? Yeah, but it, like there wasn't the right time because we need to hold objectives and shit. But, it, but they, they're coming through and then uh, they look at it and they're like, yeah, I guess we'll charge the Swordmasters in because like to just get the Lord, he has one hit point. Like we'll do that. And the Swordmaster at this point, like 10 left. And then they were like, we, we should probably charge in like the, our chariot hero as well. That's a great idea. And we're like, do you have a, a champion in your Swordmasters? And like, no, no champion. We're like, oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> Try to, you know, keep poker face. And then they charge in. And the Lord has what, like seven attacks or yeah. something? Yeah. And he yeah, does, seven. Did he, what do you do? Like nine hits? No, so I think he had, I think he had. 10 or 11 Swordmasters and I killed that. Uh, yeah. So you, you just challenged out the chariot character. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, so, challenged with rats. <laughs> that, that was the bane of many of a great um, characters in this tournament. Yeah. Looking, at that, looking at that absolute unit of rats and just going, ah, fuck it. You know, this isn't the ETC. Let's just go. We want to roll <laughs> some dice. Goes. Yeah, exactly. Being broken on static res and just being run down by them. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so like they they charge in, they lose like something like seven or eight uh, swordmasters to to the the prince, 
and then they lose the last Swordmasters to the rats. Uh, they do manage to just exactly kill the prince with like the last Swordmaster. Uh, and uh, yeah, that we break the the chariot lord. Uh, unfortunately, we don't run him down, but uh, but still, I think yeah. I think in every single game, uh, those rats, or not the last one, but like in all other games, they they had like a combo, one of those super characters come into them, challenged out, and then broke him on static. <laughs> Was it yep. like five static or a six static? Yeah, like five static. Sometimes you have like something else, like if it's a charge or whatever it is, then yeah, it's enough. Yeah, and obviously in this combat, I killed like nine sword masters. So yeah, <laughs> so he he was all breaking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> nice. Uh, how did the game end? Oh yeah, uh, it, was, it was kind of dire. It was a sixteen-four to them, right? Yeah, because they. Line. Yeah, f- yeah, something like that. I think maybe sixteen-four because they we didn't have a chance to control the objective because they had so many more scoring, uh, and uh, yeah, then we like. We had that problem on the side, so we had to like throw a lot of shit under the work bus coming around the side. So we lost the bled some points there as well. Yeah, to be fair, we had pretty poor dice in this game, didn't we? Yeah, I think it was it wasn't great, but it's kind of funny at the end because I think we I think we lost literally one rat unit. Like I think I lost the the grenadiers in the end, and we lost like every single elf unit on the board. I think there was like one elf. Yeah, left and we all, one... the, all the rats were living. We had one pathfinder left. Yeah. <laughs> hiding behind one of their objectives <laughs> nice so where, where were you guys sitting after this loss in the tournament um, like how many points were you on overall after this we would have been on 34 yeah 34 I think so we ended we ended the first day exactly on par with 30 points I believe yes yeah, so it so it was going like well over expectation at this point. So like taking this loss didn't really didn't really feel too bad considering when I read lists I was like we are going to get like four points in this tournament. <laughs> I mean it started out pretty well. So like we prepped a lot for the first game in uh, in particular because it was the game against the Alpha Carno and the the Minotaur and of course we had the, the car right over there and the the night before the, the tournament to to go through it all and like make up a tactic but uh uh, we thought, like, if we can get the objective, like, if we walk away with three points, that that would be a, a huge win for us. But uh, we actually ended up going 10-10 in that game, as you've heard. So, uh, Yeah, exactly. So we're, we're really happy going into the fifth game, I think, like, no matter what we were going to get. Yeah. Cool. So who were you playing in round five? Do you have the names, Minus? I think I do. I remember... Uh, let's see here. So it was uh, like Emil, Emil and yeah. Emil and Joachim, yeah. So this was kind of funny because uh, Joachim is also a new player, uh, and he's also playing Sylvan Alps. I think he said this was his fifth game or something, and this would have been my seventh or something. Lots of experience going into this round. Exactly, <laughs> yep. two games yep. up. And this was a really fun game. I really enjoyed this. They were they were great. Great. Yeah. Game. It was also really, uh, once again, like a really stellar scenario. Uh, there was like a big uh, portal in the big middle of the board. And every time you uh, cast a spell, you put like a token on the portal, like successfully cast a non-bound spell. So it's not like uh, dispelled or anything like this. And uh, once you hit four tokens, the portal like explodes and shoots out an objective marker that you, if you cast a spe- the four spell, you get to choose the direction of that marker and it like, scatters from the center. And you pick it up like spoils of war. Uh, but your wizard also takes four 
uh, string four, uh, was it AP three or AP two? Like some no, AP. It was just, just AP one, but. Oh, AP one. Okay, so four string four hits, but it's not like distributed onto the unit. It's really like your caster takes it. Yeah. Okay. Which you can imagine for like most casters is actually quite dangerous, um, unless they're like uh, some kind of you know monster. Yeah. <laughs> and they were playing orcs and goblins uh, as their only wizard, so he's like a little goblin with uh, with free hit points and no save. <laughs> and we have an elf wizard with free hit points and resilience free. I think goblins but we do have the pendulum. <laughs> yeah, but he, if they're the general, they get like that upgrade uh, where they okay. get an extra hit point or something. So he had free, but uh, <laughs> but uh, but we did have the pendulum, which had one spell, so that was our like advantage going into this game. <laughs> So you're just, just going to go and make sure that the four spell is the pendulum spell. Yeah, exactly. So that that's kind of what we did. And I think they, they made a mistake with that they never really focused on stopping us casting the fourth spell. Like, because it was Breath of Corruption on the pendulum. Uh, so it's it's not like the, the craziest spell in the world. And I think they were just hoping that the pendulum would take some damage from the this effect so that they can break it. But in the end, like, I, I think I took a wound or two, but it didn't really... Like, in the end, the Pendulum still did its job. So we, we got, like, all the objective markers, basically. Yeah, we, we ended up... We ended up blowing the portal with, with my druid once. And yeah. she, she only took a single wound from that, but that was... Yeah, lucky. That was near the end. Like, as Casimir says, if if they'd focused on um, trying to dispel the, the breath attack... Uh, the, the Yeah, the breath... Uh, we would have been forced to uh, to trigger the portal with with my druid, which would have been bad. Yeah, exactly. But as it was, we could kind of like we we got to do a little bit what we wanted to. And there was a couple of times where we left the portal and like one away from like the fourth token because it could go up to like sixteen tokens, uh, <laughs> and then they, they just didn't want to cast any spells. So so that was quite good for us as well. Yeah, I think you forgot to mention that. At the fourth uh, sort of explosion, after 16 tokens, the portal actually blew up and did like 3d6 strength 6 or something. Yeah. <laughs> it was in, in a radius of 18 inches around it. So. Jesus. Yeah, it's like the, the entire center of the board would just blow up. But we didn't get to that point, probably probably mostly because they didn't, like, they refrained a lot from casting spells. Yeah, I was getting nervous towards the <laughs> yeah. end there, but they would just YOLO it and, and throw some dice with that uh, little goblin wizard and blowing us up, but yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah, but in the end, I think like we just kind of, uh, in the center, the the the, uh, the plague block just held up like two trees and uh, and stuff for like forever. Um, and then on the on the side, your wild riders finally uh, got to do something useful. The, the what, what riders? <laughs> Wild Huntsman? Ah, oh, shit. I only yeah, have so eight order. We should probably say his his Sylvan uh, list had two trees and uh, I think he had a 18 dryads in a unit. So we had a bit yeah. of a dried off on one of the flanks and then he <laughs> had a small unit of blade dancers and 10 sentinels. Uh, yeah, the... Big... Oh yeah, the, the, the orc guy had a gargantula, is it? Yeah, big spider. Yeah, so my wild huntsmen got to redeem themselves and fight the big spider this game. Yeah, that was that was actually great because was it like turn three or four that I charged it? Did you and, kill it in uh, one round? Yeah, so we we started off the magic phase by casting um, uh, perception, perception. on it, 
which they really didn't want. So they dispelled that, which gave us unity on on his uh, big uh, unit of 45 goblins. <laughs> uh, uh, but uh, it turns out I didn't need that perception to kill the spider. I think I rolled six or seven sixes on my battle focus. <laughs> <laughs> and in the end, I think it did like 12 or 13. Were you rolling Gasmir's pink dice? Our, I think a few of them were. <laughs> yeah, like we, we were mixing happily between our dice. But I think minus dice were really quite bent as well, so we have a good thing going. Yeah. <laughs> cool. So I guess that one ended up pretty, pretty well in your favor? Yeah, we ended on the 15 points uh, for that game, which put us comfortably on a 39 uh, or sorry, 49, 49, 49, 49 finishing. So just one below, one below par. <laughs> yeah, one below par, which I think is uh, we're we're quite happy with. Cool. So I guess you yeah. ended up somewhere in the middle of the pack. Yeah, yeah I think eight. I think. Yeah, eight out of what was it, fourteen or something? Yeah. Sixteen. I don't know, something like that. Like really, quite square in the middle. Nice. Well, well, good job, guys. I guess uh, Magnus for your your first tournament. I think you should be pretty happy with that. Oh, absolutely. It was, uh, like, Casimir was a bit, uh, you know, before we went, he was like, ah, we're going to get trashed. And I was like, yeah, I don't care, but I think it might, might go better than that. Yeah. Yeah, but I think, I think like, you know, you played quite uh, quite well for somebody who's just, like, just started again and, like, didn't, uh, didn't really play tournaments before either. Uh, like, we managed to... I was really trying not to, to like, be too overbearing when we were playing... There was a couple of moments when, like, <laughs> we might just wanted to dispel some spells where I'm like, the odds are not in our favor. It was like, you you need to roll, like, 21 or, or on five dice. And I'm like, we should just let the spell go. It sucks, but we need to let it go so we can dispel the next spell, even though they just have two dice. And he's like, no, we, we can do it. Casimir like, no, likes his math, obviously, and he's like, no, this is a 43.57 chance of dispelling it. We shouldn't do this. And I'm like... But if we dispel it, it's super great. <laughs> and then I did dispel it. Yeah, and then at the end, I'm like, okay, he like just do it. Like I, I, I like I, I don't want to like I don't want to. You roll your dice, and then and then yeah, obviously exactly. you like it. this is not on me when you fail. But uh, but it, just know that I said that we would fail. Well, I, I did redeem myself later when I dispelled that twenty-one comet with like four dice. Yeah, that's true. That's true. <laughs> Sometimes it pays off. Just forty-three point five percent of the time. <laughs> cool so uh overall uh magnus what what's your like obviously this wasn't like proper ninth age it was more kind of like hobby ninth age but what's your sort of overall impression of ninth age having come back to the hobby after a hiatus well really positive like um overall it was pretty much what i expected tournament wise like uh you know what to expect from from the games and the people there. It was yeah, I had a really good time, uh, but yeah, I think the the rules are really solid. It's it's a fun game. I I never really liked how steadfast worked in eighth edition, and um, I feel like it's it's much more balanced here. And how about the yeah, like the, the armies that you play? Did you get like a nice? Do you think that they felt like? the armies that they should be or like what what kind of maybe you could talk about like how you feel like the sylvan elves feel to play or how the vermin swarm kind of the character is and stuff like that because obviously 
the vermin swarm are quite different in the ninth age compared to what the skaven were in games workshop so did you get yeah. that kind of feeling from them so my favorite change in all of ninth age is that vermin swarm are now resilience too <laughs> which means you can just shoot them that was always like bothering me in eighth edition that they were rest three and four i just never liked that <laughs> but no it was a uh, uh, that that's the other thing i guess which is great with tournaments if you only play your friends in the garage you you like uh, always play the same armies over and over like before i went to this tournament i played casimir's skaven his tomb kings and our other mates uh, uh, warriors of chaos and then i think at one point i played your uh bretonians like in one game yeah i think we played ones with dwarves as well yeah maybe but like when you go to a tournament you get to like play the whole game so to speak which is a lot of fun and i think that's required to really learn about it you know like you, you can't you can read the demon book or whatever but if you don't play them and see them in action it's really hard to grasp yeah this is what i tell alex he's like moaning about the elves and i'm like dude like you have no fucking idea <laughs> this is way yeah, too much demons <laughs> <laughs> but yeah yeah you're right i think um having having like a especially in a doubles tournament where there's you're actually playing against two armies at the same time really gives you a, a good overall impression of lots of different factions yeah so funnily we played a lot of uh Sylvan Elves, actually. I think we played every other Sylvan list at this tournament. Yeah. Yeah, they were quite popular. I think another thing to add was that we did play, play a lot of, like, who's who out of the Night page because it turns out, like, in Sweden, you have a lot of, like, you know, big names in the project uh, playing. So we, we, I mean, we played Lagerlöf, we played Fujin, we played, uh, like, uh, a guy called Lagge, who's, uh, who's one of the founders of the Knife Age, who's, I don't think he's so active in the, like, uh, in the central committees and stuff anymore, but he, he's one of the guys who started the project. And, uh, and then we played another of the top players in, in Sweden as well, and we played Madat, who's, of course, quite active on all the painting parts of the forum and so on. Uh, so it was really, <laughs> like, uh, we also, played, we didn't play, but we met, uh, um, uh, how do you say her username? Fortis Muse or something like that. The uh, uh, she's the one with like the HR uh, person with uh, the uh, with the bunny. Fortis Muse. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like we met her uh, at the tournament as well. So it's like quite. Uh, it's I think that's also quite a different experience from like uh, going to to uh, tournaments in other places uh, that you're like, oh, this is the guy who like writes a lot of the rule clarity stuff. You know, so, that so you're playing the, against. So the ninth age celebrity scene was there, along with Casimir the Swede himself. Exactly. Yeah. All the, the all the big Swedish names. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. I got like it was funny because I got recognized by like two people at the event. Like, well, the, uh, so Fortis Booth uh, recognized me, and then uh, Madat and like Matt, uh, I think Madat's made maybe. He's like, oh, like I like I actually listen. I'm like, oh, that's great because normally you go to Sweden and like nobody listens, and I'm like, I'm a celebrity, and they're like, who are you? <laughs> that's, such a, that's such a compliment. I actually listen. Yeah, exactly. And, and now with now with Eurovision, I think you're going to be even more of a celebrity. Yeah, exactly. I've been I've been exported to the UK through TikTok. Fucking amazing. <laughs> Wait, what's this about? 
So everybody's saying that I look like the guy who uh, who represented the UK in Eurovision. He's literally oh. your brother. If I yeah, ever did me, if if you ever had like a long lost brother that was separated from birth, this is this man. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, overall, guys, what's the what's the, how do you feel about playing like this hobby oriented tournament? I mean, I think. For me, it I I like the the balance game, but I also think there's a place for this sort of like fun casual roll dice and have fun in a beer kind of game. Maybe without the beer, but what what's what's your thoughts on that? Well, that's so, yeah, that that's the definitely one of my favorite sides of the hobby, the the casual side. Not that I don't want to like play the the proper game, so to speak, as well, but. Uh, especially for a first time, it it was really good to just have this fun time with beer without beer. Yeah, I think I think it was really, uh, really quite good. Like I I think my feeling going away from it is that I definitely want to attend next year as well, uh, because it, it was just it was really different. Uh, I think I might have a different opinion if I wasn't attending as many tournaments as I am, uh, because. I mean, it is quite different from from like normal line fetch, and I can also imagine that there will be situations when you're just like, oh, this this combo is just broken, you know, like, and, and we can't really do anything against it. Which I mean, that doesn't really happen as much in normal line fetch, but uh, but it was quite refreshing. I thought like really fun and just uh, just quite cool to see something different and people being a bit more creative. Yeah, the scenarios really equalized the field there, like you said, like. The first game we played against the, the Carnosaur and the uh, Minotaur, so they didn't have any magic at all. And as it happened on that table, so they had custom flux decks on a couple of the tables. And as it happened, the custom flux deck on that table was only Veil tokens. So they didn't get any dispel dice. So we could just throw <laughs> whichever spell we wanted <laughs> every turn, basically, which also helped, of course. Uh, so. Yes, it it was these uh, magic supplement uh, flux decks. Oh so, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they had like different ones for it. Like I think they used I don't know if they used all of them, but like some tables had normal decks as well. But uh, but a lot of tables just had like the wonky ones. I think we played on the one with like weather effects, where you got like a different weather spell uh, every uh, every turn, and you had like effects where people couldn't see each other, so so we didn't get shot and yeah it was uh, that kind of stuff was really fun as well Casper, that table had a spell you could cast on a unit that put water on it or rather you put it in water kind of like the uh, the sylvan elf hereditary so yep. next year we should take dread elves actually that's that's like not a bad shout to just go like well i'm just gonna put my kraken in water and now now you can't go anywhere close to it <laughs> A coastal predator. <laughs> we should paint up a mini like my fan art. <laughs> yeah, definitely. So overall, uh, Magnus, as as it's like your first sort of tournament experience, how would you, how do you like sort of rate from start to finish, like the process, the painting, the build up, the playing the games, the people at the tournament, the social side of the tournament, the the post tournament. Uh, hobby mojo like what what's your overall thoughts now you've kind of dipped your toe in so i've always tried to imagine the the kind of you know pre-tournament paint 
season, whatever. Like, uh, but it was really great. I I, I told Casimir uh, early this year that like we should kind of try to plan some tournament ahead, like for the fall or whatever, so I could have some goal to work work towards. And I really feel like uh, having having a tournament to to work towards is uh, really helpful for your painting. Yeah, I mean, uh, I'd be keen to join you guys in Sweden if you have a tournament coming up. Yeah, for sure. And um, but the tournament itself, it was really fun. It was very relaxed. I really like playing wherever with four people are on the table. Besides the fact that it kind of slowed down the games, which wasn't helped by all the games having unique scenarios. But uh, so a few of the games were quite stressful towards the end. But um, overall, it was a really laid-back uh atmosphere and the people we played were really great i had a lot of fun uh and um, as you say i come back with a lot of renewed uh inspiration and uh, will to paint except i can't <laughs> they'll have to rest my arm but uh, <laughs> as soon as i'm better i'm ready to get back on that horse <laughs> quite literally have you seen that family guy episode where he's been like jerking off and he's got this like massive like arm that's what i'm imagining right now <laughs> it's a so, arm. like everyone i everyone at work that i tell like oh like i can't work properly I, so i had to like semi call in sick last week because i painting injury you know, yeah I, I couldn't um uh, i couldn't type very well on a keyboard and uh, everyone i told they didn't say anything they just did the wanking motion with their arm like winked at me <laughs> <laughs> I mean, t- to be fair, like the way you described it was like so close to to the muscles that are used when you wank as well. You're like, oh, my wrist, and like here in my elbow. I'm like, oh, okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> so, are you sure that you did this painting? I don't quite believe you, to be honest. I mean, you're already exactly, doing like two thousand two hundred points. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> something it is kind of funny here. <laughs> when you have to tell your boss you have to call out sick for a week because you painted tiny plastic soldiers too much <laughs> exactly is that better or worse than just telling yeah. your boss that you were wanking i don't know that's whenever uh, whenever they just do that wanking motion and wink at me i just go yeah it's totally what i did <laughs> yeah <laughs> so so what's next for for you uh, magnus what what's what do you have planned where do you feel like you're gonna go with your newfound ninth age boner well i'm gonna continue working on the sylvans I'm going to finish up those Well Huntsman I did finish, and then I have this batch of archers. And after that, I think, I don't know, I'm just going to try to uh, move on to a unit that sort of gets me closer to that working 4,500-point limit so I can uh, actually start playing some. Nice. And you're based in Stockholm, right? Yeah, that's correct. And do you have like a a group of gaming friends you can hang hang out with and play with, or? There is actually a club here, and I think it's quite active. I think it's at least like forty people or something. Oh wow! But, um, oh. Which I sort of know through a friend, uh, and I've actually been in their like what do you call it club thing, uh, because it's. <laughs> They're in a space that a couple of other guys also use as like a bar and stuff. So it has an actual bar in there too, which is great. Uh, so once I'm uh, all set for points, I'm going to just join those guys, I think. Brilliant. Brilliant. 
All right, guys. Well, uh, I think we'll finish up there. But thanks, uh, Magnus, for coming on. And yeah, just if you would like to come on again, I'm more than happy to have you on, to and just uh, get an update from you how you're doing with your hobby and and how you how you're doing with the ninth age in general. Yeah, next time it's going to be ah fuck silver elves. I started a demon army. <laughs> <laughs> Converted my <laughs> silver elves to dread elves. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do like that plus one to wound. <laughs> Exactly, you'd played against too many sphinxes. <laughs> so uh, that will be us. I think the next episode we were planning on doing uh, a sassy version of our Dread Elves review, but I basically went on a three day bender at the weekend and we didn't do it. Um, <laughs> so maybe in a couple of weekends' time I'll have time to, uh, to do that. So you can look forward to that on the next episode. Um, but otherwise, thanks very much, guys, for coming on. You can find us at all the usual places. You can get me on the Ninth Age Forum at Henry P. Miller. You could get me at Casimir the Swede. And I guess if you wanted to, you could get me at the forum at Loki. Brilliant. So see you guys on the next one. Who never died, so, so yeah, yeah.